Well, our moms think we're funny. Hey everybody, this is Turkway 2 And Comey. Alright, so Akomi, how are we doing today? Doing spec freaking tacular. Yeah. Like yesterday, not so good. Day before that, not so good. Uh day before that, destroyed my car. Uh but today, absolutely perfect. Hmm. So But you know, some people say that, you know that the the day is what you make of it. And that you are in control of your own situation. So, you know, yeah, I don't believe that. <laughs> the, the day is only as good as you say it is. So even a bad day could be made into a good day if you embrace like something good about it. You know, that sounds like some shit some rich guy would say. Probably, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to throw that out there. Yeah, it's some shitty ass TED talk. Right? <laughs> Fuck TED Talks. I hate TED Talks. The only thing I don't need is some rich person telling me about how I can make things better for myself by doing something that I actually really can't fucking do that they've never done themselves. They never had to. Like, even, yeah. 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 Like, that, that whole thing. Like, oh, no. You know, there's no such thing as being a lucky person. You just have to view everything that's happening to you as good and you'll become a lucky person. Like, no, that's, that's bullshit. Yeah. You say that because you've never had that situation where it's like, man, I've been waiting all day to eat this delicious hot dog, and you drop it in the dirt, and it's like, oh, my Frankfurter, it was so good, and you can't afford to buy another one. So, like, yeah, fuck right off with that noise. Yeah. That's like, I remember when I was growing up, I think I told you this one, like, I remember I was like, man, like, when I get, when I, like, uh, get home from school, I'm going to go to the babysitters, and, um... And I'm going to have like a, uh, one of those little like oven pizzas, right? You yeah, know, those little yeah. small like personal oven pizzas. Like, yep. Yeah, and I was, uh, I was always thinking about these, those things are nasty shit. But I was like, that's all I can think about. I was like, man, I can't wait. I'm going to get, uh, I'm going to get there. And after school, I'm going to have myself an oven pizza. And I get there and mom didn't drop off the oven pizzas. Oh, oh man. man when, you're, just... when you're planning your entire day around that food. Yep. Oh god, that, that sucks. Oh man, that that just made my stomach drop for you. That that's agonizing. Now, could I still have made it a good day? I guess. No. But I no. mean, but no, I wanted that damp oven pizza. <laughs> I wanted that nasty oven pizza, man. I've been I've been thinking about that thing all day. Yeah, there there is absolutely no coming back from that. You could not have made that a good day. Your happiness hinged on that pizza. I was thinking about oven pizzas all day. <laughs> I tried to make one at home, but it just wasn't the same. <laughs> wasn't the same. <laughs> uh, Man, video games—that was a big one. When like you're so excited because you're going to Blockbuster for the week for the week, and it's like, yeah, I get to pick out my game, and then you pick one out, and it sucks. Oh yeah, and you're stuck with it's like, it. Ah oh, shit! And it's like, mom, I hate this game. It's like, well, it's the only one you get. It's like, oh. yeah, it's like, it's like can, can we can we go back? Can we go back so I can get like a different game? It's like, no. <laughs> I told you to be careful about the one you picked, and that's the one you picked. But I didn't know it was going to suck. <laughs> <laughs> well, you should have gotten a Pokemon when they don't run Game Boy games. <laughs> please, Mom, please. <laughs> yeah, can't, can't make a good day out of that. <laughs> I'm stomping my foot real hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> but you know, some people will say, some people will say it's all about the choices you make. Well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you can decide uh, whether to, like, be a dumbass or a sack of shit or something. Yeah. So, so yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go with that. Because if I don't yes and you, then. 
We, we can't get the story. Then the podcast ends. <laughs> so, <laughs> so with that being said, how about we have you make some choices to see how your life would go? Okay. All right. So we're going to do something we haven't actually done in a while. I don't think we did this last season at all either. I think uh, think we haven't done this since, what, second season? Um, Probably, yeah. Okay. It was around the same time that we did the the trivia thing. The first and, trivia thing. Yeah. <laughs> I did really bad at that. And I kept turning into a fucking mouse and it pissed me off. That's why it's taken us another two entire seasons to... You kept turning into a mouse. Because every goddamn decision leads to you turning into a mouse. Except for the one where you run away, which is the one you took. <laughs> to be fair, though, I didn't know that's where it was going to take me. I just, I just did the opposite of what you did. Uh, so today we are actually going to do another read through of a, uh, of a choose your own adventure type book. But instead of choose your own adventure, we're actually going to do Which Way, which is a different, uh, brand, uh, of choose your own adventure or a, was it decision making, like a narrative? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, this is Which Way book number two. This is actually one of my favorites growing up. Cool. This is Vampire Spies and Alien Beings. And, uh, this one was one of my favorites. So we're going to go ahead and, uh, and I, I'm actually going to say this actually copy of Vampire Spider and Alien Beings, like this sticker on here, this like scratch and sniff bakery sticker. Yeah. I put that on there because I was a moron, but <laughs> this is my copy from when I was a kid. Wow. So, so it's not foolproof, but if you blow a hairdryer on a sticker, sometimes you can reactivate the glue enough to peel it up. Uh, yeah, I'm not even going to take a chance was, with this I one. Saying, I, I probably, probably don't loosen the glue in the binding and all the pages right. will fall out. Yeah, I was going to say, you probably don't want to take that gamble <laughs> with that particular <laughs> book. But So, uh, all right, so you ready? Yep. All right, here we go. <clears throat> Congratulations. You have won the Grin Toothpaste Sweepstakes. Your prize is an all-expense-paid trip to a Hollywood studio lot. You are greeted at the gate by a guide who explains that three different movies are being filmed on the lot at three different locations. As you walk towards the place where the space movie is being shot, a deafening roar fills the air. The sky turns black and then an unearthly glow hovers all around you. Oh no! It happened! cries the guide. What happened? You ask an eerie noise. And so you ask as the eerie noise begins to subside. If it's what I think it is, we're in serious trouble. The special effects team has been working for months to create a realism, I'm sorry, to create realism on the set of the space movie. They built a special machine that turns fantasy into reality. The explosion means they have lost control, that the time alternator has been pushed beyond this failsafe level. What will happen to us, you ask, afraid to hear the answer? All I know is that we are doomed to live in, in new times and new places. The movies aren't movies anymore. They are really happening. We have exploded into a reality warp, and you and I are caught in the middle of it. And you ask, were they filming any pornos on this? That was my immediate next question. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so dumb space movie. (laughs) So sidebar here: What if they were filming like a document, like a docudrama? Would you then be able to go back and change, like, change time? That'd be interesting. I, I guess you'd have to be in a separate timeline. Okay. Like you're in the Lincoln documentary and you're just like, wait, well, I guess I'm going to the theater. Oh! <laughs> oh! Uh, the guy begins to run and you follow him. The sky is now flashing with colors. The world turns purple, then green, then orange. As you run into the set of the space movie, you feel your body grow light 
as if gravity has disappeared and you are no longer bound by Earth's laws. Sweet. Stop! Someone shouts to you, but it's too late. You crash into an invisible barrier and you fall. When you look up from the ground, you see three alien beings walking toward you. They motion for you to come with them. Do you choose to go with the aliens? Or, instead of going with them, you walk across the lot to the set of Nighttime Terror. Or, do you go to the set of the spy movie, Triple O Three? Ooh. Ooh, spy movie, so, horror thriller. I'm way likely to die in a horror thriller. So the question here, Akomi, is vampire spies or alien beings? <laughs> huh. You know what? Let's do. Uh, Choose your destructor. Let, let's go Choose with the aliens. And perish. Okay. Yeah, let's go with the aliens. All right. I, I have more of an inclination towards horror, but I feel like I'm going to die horribly in that. I don't make the best decisions. As you follow the aliens towards their glowing spaceship, you understand that the tour, what the tour guide was saying, you are trapped in a reality warp. The actors have indeed become real aliens. Hasten, my friend, says one of the aliens in a computer-like voice. We must escape before the Gorks arrive. Who are the Gorks, you ask, as you arrive at the spaceship? We have no time to explain, another alien shouts. He stands in an orange triangle that is glowing on the ground, and he is suddenly sucked up into the spaceship. Stand on the orange triangle if you wish to come with us, calls a voice from inside the ship. Okay, I would like to just put my penis in the orange triangle. <laughs> <laughs> and all of a sudden, you are a eunuch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it's a, it's a transporter. Because they yeah. said sucked up. Yeah. So. <laughs> sucked up. Gotcha. Up. Gotcha. Okay. So do you stand in the, in the orange triangle, or would you rather risk staying behind? I'm not going to stick around with the Gorks. <laughs> I'll step in that orange triangle. Okay. Trembling, you step into the orange triangle. The lights from the spaceship bathe you in a warm blue glow. Before you have time to change your mind, you find yourself sitting on the floor of the, of the spaceship, surrounded by ten curious aliens. Aw. If you think you should speak first, or if you're too frightened to speak. I'll let them talk. I'm, I'm an intruder in their turf here. So. Do not be frightened, says one of the aliens. We shall not harm you. Remain still while we lift off. The aliens seem kind, but you're not so certain now that you want to go with them into space. Kidding and me? You want to leave the spaceship, explain to the aliens that you have another appointment, or you decide to trust them and go into outer space? A cool space adventure with my new alien friends? Hell yeah. All right. I'm going into space. Within seconds, the ship has transported you to the edge of the galaxy. You look through the giant portholes and are awed by the beauty of the Earth disappearing before your eyes. The black sky is dotted with billions of glowing stars. You watch in silence until finally you cannot contain your curiosity any longer. Who are you? Where do you come from, you ask? We are Moosers from the Begon Galaxy, one of the aliens explains. Ours is a peaceful planet and we are interested in research. He then asks you to tell him about Earth. You explain about rivers and rainbows and the fish in the sea. You're truly enjoying yourself when you look out the porthole and see a bright disc moving on a collision course towards your ship. Uh-oh. An alarm siren wails, and the Moosers run frantically to the stations. That is our enemy, explains the leader. We did not intend to involve you in this. It is our battle, not yours. You must make a decision immediately. Both choices are dangerous. Uh-oh. Through astral projection, we can try to place you back on the movie lot where the suspense movie is being filmed, or you can stay with us while we wage combat with our enemy. Yeah, I fight fight bad guys with my cool alien friends? Yeah. I, I like how you assume that they're cool. They're awesome. 
Noises that you have never heard careen off the walls around you, echoing painfully in your head long after they have ceased. Blinding lights flash, hurting your eyes with their white-hot intensity. At last, there is one explosion more powerful than all the rest. The enemy has scored a direct hit on your ship. You are doomed. Uh-oh. The end. <laughs> well, that... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that, didn't, that didn't play out right. <laughs> Wait, die with my cool alien friends? Hell yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, I'll die with my cool alien friends, yeah. <laughs> I didn't think they were just going to like fucking nuke us from orbit and be done with it. Well, they said they were on a research mission. We're like, oh, yeah, I like research. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we like to do research. Yeah, I like to do research, too. Yeah, I bet you do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out I just got fucked up. So. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's a damn shame. Uh. So, uh... So yeah, um, you want to start over again and choose a different one? Do you want to just kind of uh, go back and uh, and redo your uh, and and re- redo your choices for this one? Um, hmm. I'm kind of curious about the horror movie one, but I don't want to take all the good choices from you. Oh, you're not. So uh, yeah, let, let's just go back to uh, to I will run to the set of the horror movie. Are you going to run to the set of horror, horror movie? Yeah. Alright, work. Yeah, I feel, feel like that's uh, that's going to go way better for me. Okay. So you're going to run to the set of Nighttime Terror. Yeah, and I'll trust nobody. That was my problem. I, I trusted the uh, I trusted the cool alien friends to do right Again, you me. keep calling them cool alien friends when I'm like, you yeah. have nothing to base that on. They're, they're <laughs> definitely cool. And uh, they were totally my friends. We ride together, we die together. <laughs> All right. You think anything would be better than becoming caught... That's uh, right. You think anything would be better than being caught in a space movie that has become real. You not understand yet and that every movie on the lot has become real. As you approach the set of the suspense film, you see a classroom filled with children just your age. There's a teacher sitting at a desk in the front of the room. The shades are drawn and no sunlight enters the room. The teacher, a man named Mr. Draco, looks at you angrily. Oh, I don't trust that guy. What are you doing away from your desk, he asks. Sit down there, he points to an empty seat. Suck my dick, Mr. Draco. You're not the boss of me. I'm 30. <laughs> not anymore. In this reality, now you're, you're a kid. Oh. <laughs> as soon as you are seated, the kid behind you taps you on the shoulder. He whispers, that's Charlie's seat. He sat there until yesterday, but he was murdered last night. A chill runs up your spine. Yeah, well, let that be a fucking warning to you, kid. This is what happens when Charlie's in my, the seat I want. <laughs> If you want, uh, if that news spooks you and you want to change seats, or if you're afraid to move because the teacher might get angry at you. Yeah, I'll, I'll stay in place. This is my seat now. What's what's Charlie going to do, haunt me? He might. He could. This is the horror movie universe. Yeah. Alright, so, you're relieved when school is over. Just as you're about to walk out the door, the teacher, Mr. Draco, says, Please stay after class. I like to have conferences with new students. You wait nervously until the children leave, and then you begin to talk to Mr. Draco. Halfway through the conversation, a fetid foul stench invades the room. Uh-oh. If you want to get out of there and get away from the stench, no matter what the consequences, or if you think it'd be better to finish your conversation with Mr. Draco in spite of the smell. Well, if I get out of there, it's, it's going to be trouble. He's going to start chasing me. 
If I stick around, I'll just be a sitting duck, and I might get knocked out by the fetid stench. I'm going to run. So the thing is, uh, should you stay or should you go? Yeah. If you go, there will be trouble. But if you stay, there will be double. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just want to make sure we understand the, the consequences here. Yeah, uh, totally. So you're going you're gonna to get away from there? Yeah. All right. Yeah, vampires can't be that hard to escape. Of course, with a name like Mr. Draco, maybe he's uh, a dragon. That could be. You dash out of the classroom not knowing where you're going. You only understand that anything is better than being trapped with a crazy teacher. You run across the movie lot, finally entering a set that looks as if it's from a space story. Son of a bitch! (laughs) I just meant I'd run home. (laughs) You are standing alone, trying to decide what to do next, when you feel something uh, growing around you. You flare your arms and kick your feet, but it's too late. You are trapped inside a transparent bubble. The bowl begins to roll, and you tumble head head over heels towards a gigantic donut-shaped spaceship. I'm going to say that again. (laughs) The bubble begins to roll, and you tumble head over heels towards a gigantic donut-shaped spaceship. You curl up in a ball just as you're about to crash. But instead of crashing, you pass right through the wall and find yourself sprawled on the floor of the spaceship, the bubble gone. You are surrounded by a circle of silver-skinned creatures. They are gorks. And oh, every shit. one of them is pointing a dangerous-looking object in your direction. If you are so stunned that you find it impossible to speak, or if you decide the wisest thing to do is to greet them calmly. I will greet them calmly. They'll appreciate a show of authority. We are Gorks, says a voice in your head. You will do as we say. You know that the aliens are communicating with you, but they only have slits for mouths. And you do not see the slits move. Stand up, orders the voice in your head. I know what I can do with those slits. <laughs> So, um, do you decide to uh, do as they um, say because you don't have any choice? Or do you think you can fool them by pretending you're unconscious? Um, I, I don't think I can fool them. I will stand up. Is that Lissa Milano? Uh, I don't know. I saw Samwise Gamgee earlier. That looks like Lissa Milano. Alright, so you gonna you said you can't fool them by pretending to be unconscious? Nah, I don't think so. Alright, so you're gonna do what they tell you? Yeah, they, they might view unconsciousness as a sign of weakness and kill me anyway. Do what he says! Do what he says! <laughs> Shaking with fear, you stand up. Where are those objects you were pointing at me, you ask? Before you have even finished the question, you know the answer. You mean they are holding, They are holding quasaps, multi-frequency laser guns that can be used to stun or kill a victim. Without even trying to resist, you throw up your hands. I give up, you say hopelessly. We had heard that earthlings would be docile victims, but we did not know it would be this simple, says the voice. We need slaves. You're our first. Cool. The end. Oh, that's not a bad ending. You're a slave? I mean, you know, good good steady job, roof over my head, three square meals a day. That could have been a lot worse. That's exactly what I expect a white person to say. It's not so bad being a slave. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, they feed you, and uh, <laughs> not convincing me of anything. All right, so I mean, would you like to start over, or would you like to go back to our previous choice, either with the? Uh, I'm gonna stay in the stinky room with yeah. the vampire teacher and see what happens. Okay, so we're gonna stay in the stinky room with the vampire teacher. Yeah, Let's see if I can find that uh, that option again. Uh, Man, it is so weird seeing Sam Gamgee as anything but Sam Gamgee. <laughs> okay. Um, right, here we go. By the time the conference is over, you feel nauseated. Is anything the matter, Mr. Draco asks. 
It's the smell in here, you answer weakly. It's making me sick and dizzy. What smell, Mr. Draco? Asked Mr. Draco without a hint that he might be teasing. You notice that when he speaks, the awful smell becomes stronger. You begin to feel even dizzy and realize that something terrible is happening to your body. Am I going to die right away? <laughs> oh, hey. You see that is? I have no idea what we're watching. But see that guy right there? Yeah. Um, he was the young kid, um, Young Guns 2, um, the uh, the Prince of Pistoliers. Yeah. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, that's uh, Arquette right there talking to him. Huh. Um, yeah, that is. It's a heck of a cast. But anyway, that is Balthazar Getty, the son of, uh, was it uh, John Getty? The one that was kidnapped and had his ear cut off and held for ransom. The grandson of J. Paul Getty. Yeah, yeah. That's wow. his son. Wow, holy shit. Yeah. He's an actor that wants for nothing. Nothing. Because <laughs> he's heir to the J. Paul Getty fortune. Well, he obviously wants for uh, the lower half of that shirt. <laughs> no, that's uh, that's uh, the Arquette. Oh, yeah. That's David Arquette. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Who used to be married to Courtney Cox. Brother of uh, Patricia Arquette. Huh. From, uh, uh, used to be married to Nicolas Cage. From uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to dream into a beautiful dream. <laughs> all right, so... Uh, <clears throat> all right. When you wake up, it is dark. You do not know where you are, but there are strange shapes around you that look like tombstones. My name is Lisa, says a sweet voice. Are you all right? Are you... What's up, Shorty? Are you the Lisa that used to be in Mr. Draco's class, you ask? Yes, she answers. But I don't have to go to school anymore. I can stay up as late as I want. I can arrange the same deal for you. If you think you would like Lisa to make these arrangements, or if you feel that something strange is going on, something's wrong. Gloom in the room, outside is a storm. Sorry, no, that's, those are the lyrics to the uh, Ghostbusters song by Red DMC <laughs> from Ghostbusters 2. I apologize. Um, so, um, do you, uh, you want uh, Lisa to make those arrangements for you, or? or I don't know. So you say no, huh? No. Fuck off, Lisa. I don't care about staying up late. I'm a 32-year-old man. I can't wait to go to bed at night. That's literally the highlight of my day. I'm sorry. Uh, you're not interested in uh, in my offer, Lisa says. She turns away from you and calls, Okay, guys, it's all yours. Out of the shadows, you see strange shapes moving towards you. You hear hideous laughter as they close in. You can now see the clawed hands and the long, sharp teeth, and you realize you are surrounded by a pack of vampires. You close your eyes in terror, knowing you are doomed. Then suddenly, there's a tremendous explosion. The sky flashes blue, and then red, then orange. Finally, there's silence. Ah, shit, I wanted to turn into a vampire. Cut! Yells a voice. Okay, everybody, that's it for the day. We'll see you tomorrow at 7. You watch in amazement as vampires remove their their costumes, pulling off their claws and taking their false fangs out of their mouths. And you realize whatever caused the reality warp when you first entered the movie lot has been fixed. You smile with relief, but you are happy that you have been part of a reality warp. You cannot wait to tell your friends. Hey, hey I survived. You I really su- wanted to turn into a vampire, though. But you told you you said you didn't want to accept her arrangement. Well, yeah, not like that. <laughs> <laughs> that was all she was offering. Yeah, but then she has to live with with uh, the creepy dude and his his rotten egg farts. <laughs> I want to be an independent vampire. <laughs> you don't know that. I mean, <laughs> he just dropped you off there. Your boys and my boys. <laughs> But I still want you. I haven't changed my mind about that. Uh, I, I got to make friends with two cool alien species, and I managed to get out of there alive. You didn't so. make friends? One made you a slave! <laughs> <laughs> and the other took you on a journey that killed you. Well, you know... 
you know, that's, that's friendship. That's part of friendship is, you know, you fly together, you die together. I like how in the beginning of this, you're like, no, if the day is bad, there's nothing you can do to make it good. And you're like, well, you know, I became a slave, but, you know, it's all good. I met some aliens and everything. Spaceship you're on blew up. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, I died with my new bros. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> you know, at least I didn't die bored. <laughs> right. I mean, hey, you know, good steady job. They're, they'd say said there was a high demand for it, so I'll never be without work. Oh, would you like to try again, sir? <laughs> um, well, we're about halfway through. Do you want to do a read through? Or sure. All right. I'll give a, sh- I'll give a shot. <laughs> Is this guy trying to do like a Vulcan mind melt? What the hell is he touching him for? Uh, looks like he's just kind of perving on him. They glow me banana hands. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Do not read the pages in order. Who's that, Laura Flynn Boyle? You know me and my celebrity facial blindness. Ooh, there's pictures in this. I think I said that on the last one we did, too. Yeah, there's pictures in them. All right. Um... So, congratulations. Laura Boyle. Sorry. What? what? <laughs> I said that is Laura Boyle. Ah, she's attractive there. Is she quiet? Um, so, congratulations, Turk. You have won the Grin Toothpaste Sweepstakes. Your prize is an all-expense-paid trip to a Hollywood studio lot. You're greeted at the gate by a guide who explains that three different movies are being filmed on the lot at three different locations. As you walk toward the place where the space movie is being shot, a deafening roar fills the air. The sky turns black, and then an unearthly glow hovers all around you. Oh no, what happened, cries the guide. What happened, you ask, is the eerie noise. Can you please put a little bit more drama in Oh no, what happened, oh, oh my no. god, oh, it's so horrible. I'm just going to do this, uh, your movie sucks style. What <laughs> happened, sounds, you ask, is the sounds eerie like noise. like sounds like more like you're doing like Aubrey Plaza. Oh my god, it just happened. If it's what I think it is, we're in serious trouble. The special effects team has been working for months to create realism on the set of the space movie. Um... They built a special machine that turns fantasy into reality. The explosion means that they have lost control. That the time alternator has been pushed beyond the fail-safe level. I'm wondering how a tour guide has access to this information. Well, I mean, because he's got to be able to tell people what's going on. Like, oh, and over here, we're playing, we're, they're filming this movie. That's true. Uh, what will happen to us, you ask, afraid to hear the answer? All I know is that we're doomed to live in new times and new places. The movies aren't movies anymore. They are really happening. We have exploded into a reality warp, and you and I are caught in the middle of it. The guy begins to run, and you follow him. The sky is now flashing with colors. The world turns purple, then green, then orange. As you run onto the set of the space movie, you feel your body growing light, as if gravity has disappeared and you are no longer bound by Earth's laws. Stop, someone shouts to you, but it is too late. You crash into an invisible barrier and fall. When you look up from the ground, you see three alien beings walking toward you. They motion for you to come with them. So, if you choose to go with the aliens, you can instead walk to the lot of Nighttime Terror, or you can go to Triple O Three. Holy shit, this one's got a huge cast. It's Christian Slater. Wow. Like... And it, just to, to tell you, like, I just kind of looked up the movie here. Yeah. So, Laura Sangiacomo's yeah, Laura in this. Well, so it was kind of cute. Uh, Sean Astin, Balthus Sargetti, Will Smith is in this. <laughs> Ricky Lake, uh, Laura, Laura Flynn Boyle, 
Tom McLaughlin, Nancy McKeon from like Facts of Life. <laughs> Adam Baldwin from uh, Animal Mother from Full Metal Jacket. He yep, was also yep. on uh, in Firefly. Rachel Tikatin. That's uh, uh, Garth Sally Bishop from Con Air. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alyssa <clears throat> Milano. David Arquette. Uh, I'm like, damn, Like this movie's got a shit ton of people in it. Into Harmony's Way has ruined Alyssa Milano for me. <laughs> Into Harmony's Way? Yeah, that uh, that folk band that Peter and Quagmire started. Oh. They did Have You Ever Put Butter on a Pop-Tart? Because... Uh, They've, so freaking good. They've got that one song where it's like, Alyssa Milano, I knew you were gonna be hot when you were a nine. <laughs> it's pretty horrible. Uh, okay, so yeah, that was that is horrible. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to go to the alien one. All right. I mean, that's not that alien, the, uh, the, um, the, uh, the horror, the nighttime terror. Nighttime Terror. All right. <clears throat> oh, dude, those alien designs are awesome. You said they weren't. I never said that. <laughs> you said I'm assuming that they're awesome, implying that you don't think they are, but they are. No, I said you assume that the aliens are awesome. Now I'm saying uh, you're yeah. assuming a lot. They're my cool friends. <clears throat> All right. You think that anything would be better than being caught in a space movie that's become real. You do not understand yet that every movie on the lot has become real, Turk. Get it through your goddamn head. I'm trying. (laughs) Can't hear you. Um, (laughs) As you approach the set of the suspense film, you see a classroom filled with children just your age. There is a teacher sitting at a desk in the front of the room. The shades are drawn, and no sunlight enters the room. The teacher, a man named Mr. Draco, looks at you angrily. What are you doing away from your desk, he asks. Sit down there, he points to an empty seat. As soon as you are seated, the kid behind you taps you on the shoulder. He whispers, That's Charlie's seat. He sat there until yesterday, but he was murdered last night. He's supposed to A chill runs up your spine. If that news spooks you and you want to change seats, turn to page 20. If you're afraid to move because the teacher might get angry at you, turn to page 21. Uh, page 21, please. All right. No, 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 oh. I'm sorry, sorry, no, I want to switch seats, I want to switch, oh, you're switch switching seats. seats. Yeah, page kids, 20. Kids creepy. Um, you move to a seat directly across the aisle. As soon as you sit down, a student sitting next to you passes you a note. It reads, that was Lisa's seat. She disappeared three days ago and hasn't been heard from since. The note is signed, Jeff. The teacher, Mr. Draco, yells at you, give me that note. If you try to pretend that there was no note, turn to page 35. If you walk up to the front of the class and hand the teacher the note, turn to page 36. I'm uh, going to pretend there was no note. All right. Got to stop reading the page numbers. Sorry. It's immersion breaking. Uh, love the cross-hatching on Mr. Draco here. Uh, what oh, yeah. note, you ask? There's no note. I hate liars, Mr. Draco screams. You and Jeff will both remain after school. You are frightened by the maniacal gleam in Mr. Draco's eyes as he speaks to you. Damn it, Jeff. <laughs> do you stay after school to meet Mr. Draco, or do you rush out of the classroom as soon as the bell rings? As soon as the bell rings, my ass is out of there. <laughs> Feats don't fail me now. Batty, batty, batty. Oh, poor, poor twisted words. <laughs> <laughs> you dash out of the classroom, not knowing where you are going. You only understand that anything is better than being trapped with a crazy teacher. You run across the movie lot, finally entering a set that looks as if it was from a space story. Damn it! I didn't want to... <laughs>
Oh, good stuff. Good stuff. You've tainted this. I've tainted this. You've tainted this. <laughs> I got a five-inch taint. <laughs> I don't know if I can find the Mr. Draco page to... No, 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 no I'll, I'll go gonna, ahead and... going to commit? Yeah, I'm going to... I said that's what I was going to do, so I guess um, I'm going to do it. You are standing alone, trying to decide what to do next when you feel something growing around you. You flail your arms and kick your feet, but it is too late. You are trapped inside a transparent bubble. The bubble be- <laughs> He's a bubble boy. Uh, the bubble begins to roll and you tumble head over heels toward a giant donut-shaped spaceship. You curl up in a ball just as you are about to crash. But instead of crashing, you pass right through the wall and find yourself sprawled on the floor of the spaceship, the bubble gone. You are surrounded by a circle of silver-skinned creatures. They are gorks, and every one of them is pointing a dangerous-looking object in your direction. They look a lot stupider than the other aliens. Um, if you are so stunned that you find it impossible to speak, you can do that. Or, if you decide it is the wisest course, would be to greet the creatures calmly. You got that. Um, uh, too stunned to speak. Too stunned to speak. We are gorks, says a voice in your head. You will do as we say. You know that the aliens are communicating with you. But... They have only slits for mouths, and you do not see the slits move. Stand up, orders the voice in your head. Last um, time, did you say you're too stunned, or did you say you greet them calmly? I think I said greet them calmly, but that sounds like the... It does. So, not, yeah. I thought like, it. Maybe I read you the wrong one, then. Yeah, because if, if you stand up and offer your hand in greeting the closest creature, they say, don't move, and uh, you're talking to them telepathically, and then they say that... They're here to conquer Earth, so yeah. Okay, so sorry. Okay, I must have given you the wrong one then. Oh, that's okay. My um, bad. <laughs> it happens. Uh, so, do you decide that you have no choice and should do as they say, or do you think it might be able to fool them by pretending that you're unconscious? Uh, I'm going to try to fool them. All right. You lie on the floor, knowing that you cannot defeat these creatures by force. As you lie there, you try to think of a clever way to save yourself. Uh, do you try to block out the voice in your head, or do you want to try to confuse the aliens? I'm going to try to confuse them. All right. <clears throat> you lie on the floor for a moment, trying to figure out how to baffle the gorks. An idea pops into your head. You jump up and stick out your tongue and cross your eyes and wiggle your ears. Then you do three backflips in a row and end up by cartwheeling around the room. The gorks shake their heads in disbelief as you stomp around the room like an elephant, swinging your arms as a trunk. Just as you are about to hop like a kangaroo, the gorks pick you up and fling you out the door. The last words you hear are, This earthling is too dumb for our purposes. It has the IQ of a toad. The end. <laughs> <laughs> wow, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and they just pick me up and just throw me out the down there. Like, okay. Well, I'm, 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 I'm just surprised by the fact that I can do, like, backflips and shit. Yeah, <laughs> like, backflips and cartwheels. That's pretty, pretty badass. Uh, All right. So you want to start over? You want to try? Uh, want to try another one? Yeah, I actually, want I want to go back to. Um, I want to go back to the. Um, to uh, if I can go back to Mister Draco's yeah. uh, class and like instead of running away. Okay, so you stay after school to meet him. Yeah, I'll try that. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, this time you'll have Jeff with you. Um, I, for, for some reason, I feel. I, you, 
they think of Jeff as being like Butters from <laughs> South Park. Oh, rats. <laughs> that was Lisa C, but she got murdered. <laughs> That's not going to happen to me, though. <laughs> um, after school, you and Jeff talk to Mr. Draco. He says that you each must write, I will not lie, 500 times on the blackboard. By the time you finish this task... 500 times? What the yeah, fuck? He's psychotic. Yeah, not right. Um, by the time you finish this task, it is dark outside. You have done a good job, Mr. Draco says. His pale, pasty face makes you uncomfortable. And you do not like the red glint in his eyes. I would like to reward you for doing so well. Would you care to come have pizza with me, he asks. Sure, Jeff answers immediately. I'm starved. Do you join Mr. Draco and Jeff for pizza, or uh, do you think Mr. Draco was weird and decided to decline the invitation? Um, I don't know. I kind of don't like the idea of leaving uh, of leaving Jeff alone with with him, but at the same time, um, Jeff's kind of a moron, <laughs> uh, so um, oh god. I guess maybe I should protect this moron. All right. So let's try to protect the moron. Yeah, he looks like kind of a moron. Uh, Sitting in the pizza parlor with Jeff and your teacher, you inquire, aren't you going to eat, Mr. Draco? I never did like pizza, he answers. I will eat later. He watches while you and Jeff eat a sausage and meatball pizza. Wow, wow. Mmm, sausage and meatball. (laughs) You do not like the way Mr. Draco is staring at you. His face looks even more pale, and he is holding his lips in a weird way, as if covering up something in his mouth. As soon as you finish, you excuse yourself. As you are going out the door, you hear Mr. Draco say, It's dark out, Jeff. I'll walk you home. Bow, chicka, bow, bow. That's what's next. Uh, just getting turned over to that page. The next day at school, you wait for Jeff to arrive, but he never does. After class, you ask Mr. Draco, Where is Jeff? He must have been detained, Mr. Draco answers. He left the pizza parlor right after you did, and I have not seen him since. Hold up a minute, he said he was going to walk him home. Do you decide to question Mr. Draco further, or uh, if you are suspicious of Mr. Draco and decide to follow him home? Uh, You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna follow him home. All right. I'm not gonna question him right there in school. That's just that seems like a <laughs> like a, like a reason for him to be like, hey, what did you do with him, you piece of shit? All right. You wait outside the school until Mr. Draco comes out. It is dark and he does not see you following him. Tell me what you did with this boy that I just met that I don't give a shit about. <laughs> Tell me now. I had pizza with him. Um. His house is set on the edge of town, and you do not like walking into such a dark, lonely spot. After Mr. Draco goes inside, you run around the house and look into a lighted window. You watch Mr. Draco enter the room and walk toward an object in the corner. He opens his mouth in an evil grin as he reaches out to touch it. Horrified, you cannot believe your eyes. It is such a terrible sight that you want to scream in terror. Uh-oh. Do you decide to scream in terror, Turk? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> you sure, s- let me give myself away. You stand perfectly still, too frightened to move. 
As Mr. Draco grins again, you see that his two canine teeth have grown long and razor sharp. As he reaches down and touches an open coffin, you notice that his fingernails have changed into claws. You cannot believe what you are seeing. Mr. Draco is a vampire. Suddenly, Mr. Draco looks toward the window. His crazed red eyes glare at you. You will not escape with this knowledge, Mr. Draco yells, and he runs out the door in order to catch you. Uh, do you run away as fast as you can, or do you decide to hide in the bushes? Uh, shit, I'm running, dude. Nice. All right, running, running, running like a constipated wiener dog. Uh, huh? That's from uh, Albuquerque, the Weird Al song. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, you have run only a few steps when you feel a clawed hand on your shoulder. You are terrified. I promise, I give my word that I won't tell anyone about you, you say, your heart beating faster. I like you, says Mr. Draco, so I will give you a choice. Do you want to die, or do you want me to turn you into a vampire? I don't know, you stutter, unable to think clearly. In that case, I shall make the decision for you, Mr. Draco says with a smile. He leans toward you, his razor-sharp teeth move closer and closer to your neck. The end. Well, wait, I, I didn't give you a chance to be like, I don't know. Like, I know, I know. I know what I want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, he, he just uh, makes up his, makes up your mind for you. So, uh, do you want to go back and try to hide? No. All right, let, let's go back to, I'm going to, I, I want to, this has been my last one. I want to choose to go to the, uh, to the uh, the spy one. All right. I want to be a spy. Triple O three. You better spy hard. All right. You prefer to visit the set of the spy movie Triple O three. You stand alone for a moment, shaken by what just happened. You see the set of the spy film directly in front of you. As you walk toward it, you pass a phone booth. The telephone is ringing. Without thinking, you enter the booth and pick up the receiver. Good afternoon, Triple O Three, says the voice on the other end. You will find a cassette tape under the shelf in front of you. Take it and place it in the slot behind the phone. Oh ho ho. Uh, there is a click yeah, yeah, and the I've voice... answered phones before. <laughs> there is a click and the voice is cut off. Curious, you play the tape. It says there is an evil plan afoot in America. I'm a snake is a wicked scientist who can be identified by a heart-shaped birthmark on her cheek. Which cheek? Uh, it's up to you to find out. Uh, Ima and her cohorts, Wiley Fox and Frank N. Stein, have devised a plan to conquer America by brainwashing the entire population. Well, Bjork knows how to do that. <laughs> um. There are thousands of images on the screen. Uh, <laughs> They intend to drop receptor pellets into the water systems of cities and towns, beginning with Los Angeles. These pellets will alter the molecular structure of the brain cells of those who drink the water. The scientists also intend to send out high-speed subliminal messages during local television programs by penetrating the airwaves with scientific techniques that they have developed. See, it wasn't so stupid after all. <laughs> Inside the city, is a TV. Um, Wiley Fox will issue orders to the people through these messages, and the people, because of their altered brain cells, will be forced to obey these orders. Frank N. Stein's role is that of Hitman, and he can really hit because he has a steel arm. Beware of him. Your assignment is to apprehend the criminals and to prevent the pellets from contaminating the water system. If you fail, you must get the antidote into the water immediately or the city will be doomed. 
You can pick up the latest crime-fighting devices from our arsenal in Bungalow D. If you should need transportation, our specially equipped motorcycle is parked by the telephone booth. That is all. In ten seconds, this tape will self-destruct. So, if you think this is all a trick and you wait to see if the tape actually self-destructs, you can do that, or you can go directly to Bungalow D. Let's go to Bungalow D. All right. The tape self-destructing would probably kill you. Yeah, probably. Like some kind of noxious gas and I'd fall over dead. <laughs> As you leave the phone booth, a bullet whizzes past your head. You throw yourself on the ground and crawl on your belly to Bungalow D. When you arrive, you are greeted by a man. Welcome, Triple O Three, he says as he closes the door behind you. Here's a variety of weapons for you to use on your assignment. I think you will find them useful. One by one, he demonstrates the newest inventions and secret weapons. You know that the suction shoes and the wrist communicator with the silent alarm could prove to be very useful, but your favorite weapon is a laser gun disguised as a ballpoint pen. You wonder if you will ever have to use it. The man then informs you that I'm a snick has set up a secret chemistry lab where she is making the receptor pellets. The lab is somewhere on the studio lot, he says, but we don't know where. Uh, do you try to locate Snake's chemistry lab, or do you decide to investigate the shooting? Mm. The shooting. All right. You walk outside and approach the first man you see. Excuse me, sir, you inquire, you inquire politely. There was some shooting here a little while ago. Did you hear it? As a matter of fact, the man says with a smile, I did. He reaches under his jacket and pulls out a gun. Let me introduce myself. My name is Wiley Fox, and I know you, Triple O Three. Now come with me. You have no choice. Is that the end? Uh, nope. Okay. Um, as you walk, you feel the barrel of the gun poking into your ribs. Wiley directs you through the door of a dingy building, down a long corridor, and finally into a foul-smelling laboratory. I found him, Wiley says triumphantly to a woman. You see the heart-shaped birthmark on her cheek and know that she is, I'm a snick. There is another man in the room. He is huge and has a stainless steel arm. You know that he must be Frank Einstein. You are in a nest of vipers. Give us your weapons, the woman orders. Do you give them your weapons, or do you try to stall? Try to stall. All right. Trying to stall is page 70. Uh, you fumble with your wrist communicator, pushing the silent emergency alarm that will alert headquarters. Hurry up, says Frank, raising his steel fist in a threatening motion over your head. You know you must do as he says. Your arrival is timely, the woman says. We were just discussing our need for a human guinea pig. You shudder as she holds up two bottles. Choose one, she orders, with a wicked gleam in her eye. Drink it all. Do you drink the red liquid or the purple liquid? Hmm. I want the purple. That purple drank. Great drank. Uh, Frank raises his fist in a threat, and you know that you must drink the purple liquid. You swallow and feel slightly dizzy for a moment. Then you regain your senses. <laughs> That's how I told her it would go down. <laughs> uh, it doesn't work, Wiley says. I told you so. Just then, the door crashes down, and seven men from headquarters stomp into the room, their lasers trained on the culprits. They have responded to the silent alarm. Congratulations, Triple O Three, says the leader. You have accomplished your mission. The end.
I lived? You lived. Hey, yeah. Yeah, congratulations. Thank you, thank you. So let's see what would have happened had you drunk the red liquid. Um, take a gulp, you swallow, you feel yourself growing faint, you're doomed. So you've saved the world, but you die. So basically, you win either way, but you die if you drink the red liquid. Yeah, I don't want that. So, yeah. So, not bad. Thank you, you had way more successful runs than I did. Well, let's, to be fair, though, like it's all just kind of like a, a guessing game. Right. And, and I have, like... I mean, I have read more of these than you have, too. <laughs> not that that matters at all, but I have read more of these than you have. <laughs> so... Yeah, the problem is I never really learned from my mistakes because I wouldn't consider it like the end of the run if I died when I would read them. I would just be like, fuck that noise, and I'd go back. <laughs> so like, by the end of it, I would have like you know my fingers holding four different places for four different branching paths. That's, that, that, that's cheating there, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> I take my finger off the page. Hey, you know, you saw it, Lost. I didn't take my finger off the page. <laughs> well, yeah, but you know, I mean, that's, uh, that, that's how I win, so... Oh. So, yeah. Um, but, hey, you know, I made cool alien friends that we died together. And, uh, <laughs> no, one's, no one said they were cool. <laughs> you just said that. I made some other uh, not-as-cool alien friends who enslaved me, but, hey, you know, they gave me a job. Um, wow. <laughs> wow. And uh, I, I got off the set. Um, I, I escaped. Yes, you did. You you did escape, and you did get off the set. So, I mean, I, I do have to commend you for that. You yeah, are correct I, there. I got out of the dimensional rift, so... That's true, you did. You did get back to your own, like, world. Yeah, that means I get to go back to my job and school and all that shit, so I guess I really didn't come out on top of that situation at all. No, no. No, you, um... Yeah, I bet you like, go back to work and be like, go back to school and be like, yeah, I wish I was still with those aliens. <laughs> Wish I was hanging out with my cool friends. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yep. So there you go. Well, hey, it was fun. Yeah, I, I I enjoyed that. That was a lot less frustrating than the the first one. <laughs> uh, there's a. Uh, I remember there's a a couple different stories that I came across in this one. Um, Twist the vampire. I don't think I ever really resolved the vampire one. Um, like found out like what the what the deal was was with the Mr. Draco. Yeah. Um you know cuz really there's after a while of like doing it you just be like okay screw it I just want to read through because like right, you, you've right. tried every everything you go back and you go back. I think it's kind of funny how like in order to get to like in this one there's two ways to get to the uh, I guess like maybe only one way to get to the Gorks, isn't there? Um, like you have to you have to run out of one of the movies one of the other ones, yeah. And then you end up into the Gorks like movie. So, that's yeah, kind of interesting. It is a very interesting approach. But, yeah, not, not bad, not bad. I, I'm I'm satisfied with uh, with you know, how everything turned out for me. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. <laughs> uh, well, uh, like I said, I, I always find these to be fun. Uh, I don't know how anybody else feels about them, but I always think they're fun. Yeah, And, of yeah. course, I got a crap ton more of these than we can always do in the future. That's true. Um, yeah, ho- hopefully it'll be sooner than, like... Two or three seasons. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, and, you know, it, I know they are, they're very, because these are books for kids, they're very childlike. It's like, right, oh, right. you tell the, the aliens about rainbows and puppets and kittens. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but, 
Pretty yeah. sure the first thing I would tell aliens about would be sex. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think I would do that because they're like, "What?" It's like, don't, don't know how you guys do it on the planet Zorkmid, but <laughs> <laughs> this is how we get down. <laughs> this, this is how the this is how us Earthlings get down and get busy. My name's Turkway Two. This is how I get down. <laughs> uh, I'm doing my pony. <laughs> You guys got an ottoman around here so I can really kind of show you what I can do. <laughs> yep, yeah, I mean, I've, I've got like a 50% chance of that turning out absolutely amazingly for me. So. <laughs> oh. Like, all right, which of you aliens in here is female? Uh. Like, yeah. Wouldn't mind having some more of the Arterian poon tank. <laughs> but the one you have was a male. It don't matter, it's Arterian, baby. <laughs> That's from Aliens. Yeah. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Just want people to make, didn't know that. I'm not making that up. Like, <laughs> Turk doesn't care. <laughs> no, no, Turk does care. He, 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 like, <laughs> if, I even, if, if, if I even get like a, like a slight hint, like, 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 I mean, just like, like, oh, wow, she's kind of cute. But something, something in my head just is like, just, just like Admiral Akbar, and then I'm out. Like, I'm, I, I am out. <laughs> You're claustrophobic. Hey, man, I never even looked at another guy. <laughs> oh, that's a great line. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Good stuff. But oh, if it wasn't for Casey being claustrophobic, they never would have known the foot were coming. Yeah. So there you go. Plus, Casey's ultimately the one who killed the Shredder. That is true. Committed murder, and everyone's like, Yay! Yay, thank Casey! You. <laughs> you did it! Huh. I uh, mean, it would hold up in court because he said whoops, so it was an accident. Oh, is, is that how that works? <laughs> yeah, if you say whoops when it happens, then they legally have to let you go. <laughs> <laughs> so I can see now I'm Mori Povich, and it's like, Turk 182, you are the father's child. But I said, whoops. Oh, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> He's a father, but that didn't, that didn't mean anything. He said, whoops. He said, whoops. It means it was an accident. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> whoops. All right. So, um, my name is Turk 182. And I'm a Comey. And thank you all very much for uh, for joining us again for another episode of Our Moms Think We're Funny. And um, and this was us uh, reading Which Way Book Number 2, Vampire Spies and Alien Beings. Yeah, baby. This is by R.G. Austin. Um, and I don't know. I have to check. But you know that, um, what's your boy's name? Um, uh, that Goose, uh, Goosebumps guy? R.L. Stein? Yeah, he actually wrote some of these under a pseudonym. Oh, yeah. So, I don't know if that was him or not, but I just yeah, know he did write some under a pseudonym. So. Wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. R.G. Austin, that stands for Really Great Austin. Really Great Austin. <laughs> we think you're pretty great, Austin. Yeah, I think you're okay. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, we will catch you guys later. Zang, yo. All right there, folks, that was Our Moms Think We're Funny. Let's, uh, let's give them a hand.